Hey, this is Coach Colette, and I'm excited to tell you about our upcoming Coach Chat conversation. It's with my friend, Kelly Keefe, who's the founder of HeartSpace Healing Academy. She's a Reiki master and also author of a new book called Rise Above Fear. And that is the main point of this conversation. We talk all about what is the energetic impact of fear, the psychological impact of fear. And I love the energy from this podcast episode. We talk about things on a couple of different levels. So for all of the intuitive folks out there, we talk about energy and Reiki and and channeling the energy into us. And for all of you logical folks out there, Kelly also shares a very practical process that can help you to rise above your fear. So we're talking about science, we're talking about Reiki, we're talking about healing. We also talk about it from not just the personal or individual level, but also from the collective level, because we're all being impacted by what's happening in the world around us. We all obviously have a choice as to what we let in, and we talk about that too. So I really hope that you enjoy my conversation with Kelly as we talk about how you can rise above your fears, your anxieties, and your worries. Get ready and listen up. Hello and welcome everyone. I am really delighted to bring you to another episode with Coach Chat. And today I have with me my friend and guest, Kelly Keep, who is the founder of HeartSpace Healing Academy. She's also a teacher, artist, Reiki master, and she cleared some space for us before this show, so I'm really excited for that. And now, new author of the book, Rise Above Fear, to really help us to understand how fear-based living gets in the way of all of the wonderful things that we want to manifest. So welcome, Kelly. Thank you so much. It's always so nice to to hear that reflected back. I'm so excited to be here today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm excited to have this conversation with you. It is funny when we're introduced, right, to see what the world has received from us and see if that is actually what we are seeking to project. Yeah, well said. <laughs> That's why we're friends. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I want to jump right into this conversation, and I loved the title, I love the title of your book, The Rise Above Fear. And today we're going to be having that conversation on a few different levels. But before we get there, um, how did we get here? How, how did you come to manifest this book for all of us? Yeah. Uh, so it's been about, when I look at it, a decade in the making. Um, about a decade ago, um, I really started my journey of a weight loss journey. Um, I went to school over 200 pounds and I just had that aha moment of like, this isn't living for me. There's other options. I can choose to live another way. 
And so I started this weight loss journey, which then led me to a meditation journey. And it was through then learning how to control more of my mind and bringing this mind-body connection. Seven years ago, while in meditation, I received this message to look up healing modalities and that I was a healer. And so seven years ago, I then went on this very serendipitous journey of finding Reiki on a Google search, listening to this voice that came through in a meditation, which was very strange at the time. I've learned to get used to it. (laughs) Um, And I came across Reiki and it rippled through my body. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but this is something. And within two days, I very serendipitously met my first teacher. Um, And so I began to receive Reiki from him and he became my level one teacher. And this whole journey has brought me along learning the understandings of what it means to be a vibrational being and that all of the world is truly just vibration and frequency. And the more that we can have an understanding of this and the more that we can tune in and raise our frequency above these baseline, you know, norms that we have in society of this fear and the anger and the resentments and all these very dense energies and emotions that keep us locked in, the more that we can rise up and heal from all of those that we've been holding, the lighter things get. And the more we can realize that we're all really magical and we have these superpowers. Mm -hmm. And so I've always been a writer. And so I've been, you know, writing in the background and I've always had the dreams of the books and, you know, all the different things. And then finally hit a point where I was like, well, it's time to practice what you teach one more time. And actually, you know, you have this clearly there's a fear of publishing the books and putting yourself out there as an author and as a writer. So let's go. (laughs) Uh, And so the book came together uh, and I self-published this time and it's just time to get it out there to start putting the message out there and jump off that that cliff for myself as well. So we put that out in July. So it's been a a couple of months now since it's been released. Wow, that's amazing. That's an amazing story. And thank you for sharing with us. There were so many, so many great nuggets in there that I'd love to unpack. And actually, I'd like to step back to the beginning, just in case uh, not all of our listeners are familiar with. Can you share with us what Reiki is? Yeah, great question. Thank you. Um, So Reiki is a healing modality that stems back from ancient Japan. Um, It was discovered by Dr. Makai Sui in the late 1800s. So this is something that's been around for a very long time. And Reiki, it breaks down into two different words. Rei meaning universal life force and Ki meaning energy. So when we're working with Reiki, we're allowing ourselves to open up and become this channel for the universal life force energy to move through us and then into whatever and whomever we're putting our focus upon using the energy of Reiki. It's not us, we're allowing it to move us. And since it's omnipresent and it's all-knowing and it's unconditional love and light, it has this way of being able to restore balance to mind, body, and spirit. So the more we can allow ourselves to shift into that harmonious state and be in alignment, it allows us to tune in more into our highest selves, aka ourselves in a state of flow and joy and what we truly desire to have in our lives. Mm. Yeah, I've experienced uh, Reiki. Um, I think you've you've done other you've you've shared some other healing modalities. I don't know if it was Reiki that you did with me, or what else do you share? Yeah, so I do readings. I do a bit of journeyings as well. Um, I think when we were at uh, CSI. 
we were doing uh, Reiki shares there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, it's, it's interesting because, you know, I do EFT and so, which is a different type of energy work with tapping. And I think how, because you said you, you serendipitously, like there was a lot of synchronicity in what you shared and I'm sure how receptive were you then? Because obviously when you tell the story now, it sounds like, oh, I was on this journey and all these great things happened and it was wonderful. Were there any points before where you were like, uh, WTF, what is this? Why am I getting these messages? I mean, yeah, and and Cliff, it still happens now. You know, like I woke up three days ago and I dream log every day and like I had like notes and I stopped and I was like, that made like, you know, just it makes so much sense of what happened and this clear message came through. And it's always just like, this is my this is the reality that I live in and this is the reality that, you know, I believe those who also choose to believe it is what we live in. I don't press anything on others, but there's still always an element of WTF to it, you know? Um, so when it first started, yeah. I mean, I remember when the message came through meditation, I was alone in my apartment in Princeton and like, I came out of meditation and like, I'm like looking over my shoulders as if like, like, like no one's here. <laughs> like, and I was just like, what is happening? Like it was, yeah, it was very strange. And that's what, when it, like I felt the ripples and I was just like, Hey, we're just going to close the computer and um, I don't know what this is and let that go. And there's always those levels and ways of it. The more um, open I've become to experiencing the synchronicities and these different messages from different angels and guides and source. Yes, there's always a level. And a lot of people that I speak with, whether just friends on the journey or students or, you know, mentees, whatever it is, there's a lot of WTF along this journey. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting because we're talking about fear and, and that's what your book, Rise Above Fear, is about. And so I asked that question because I, even for myself, when I have had different experiences with dreams or, you know, I've seen sort of visions and sorts of things, it's interesting that fear-based reaction comes up usually for me first. Mm-hmm. And then I can sometimes talk myself through it or sometimes I say I'm, I'm just not ready to receive. So I, I think, how did you learn to trust the energy and the messages that you are receiving? Yeah. So the biggest thing has just been learning through, through doing and seeing like when I don't listen, it's just, it's harder, you know, where it's really been this hitting a level of acceptance of, it's just pure love and support coming from beyond, which is also within us, which is like that beautiful duality kind of thing, you know, like, and so of course I can trust it. It's almost like these loving relationships we have on the physical, like where it can be the spaces of you're getting to know someone and it's like everything has been good and like their attention seemed pure, but like there's that, mm, can I trust it? And then realizing every time you lean more and more into it, it just gets better and it's okay. It's kind of been the same thing with this, you know, like, all right, it's, if I don't listen and like the guidance and coming through like, okay, let it get messy. Go ahead. Do your thing. It would be a lot easier if you want to just listen to this, but it's okay. Just do the things. And so it's been a process of just listening and being like, it doesn't always make sense. And I've had to learn like, that's okay. It will on the other side mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it might not for a while. And so it's been this, you know, rising above the fear of being accepted or doing things by, by the norm all the time. 
you know, it's been a lot of the way of living through my heart and not always by the mind. Like magic isn't produced by logic. And it's not to say, let's never use our minds. You know, it's like our minds, our brains are beautiful and they're a wonderful technology for us. But it's just a being able to tune into the heart and hear what's coming through here and know that like those those messages, those like symbologies and the dreams and the things that we're receiving, like that's love. Like that's the purest love and support we can get because they don't have an ego. They don't have an agenda here. They're not all, they're not walking earth. There's no agenda other than I signed up to guide your booty around here to make sure that you have the best life for yourself. Like, so come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, so heart space, which is at the center of what you're doing and your healing and why, why is it easier to live in our minds and as opposed to living in our hearts? Or, or I don't know, maybe, I don't know if it's ease, it's comfort, what, what, because I'm a cerebral girl, so, um, and I'm in, in interest of full transparency. And so I think that for me, it is also a journey to, you know, come back into my body. And, and you know, that's what breath and meditation is all about. But why is it so easy for me, sometimes also fun to just stay up here in the mind? as opposed to being in our hearts. Yeah, well, I think so much of it comes to the conditioning that we've had, you know, over because we came from a time where we had to be in protective mode. You know, when we were first here, we were always having to be on the defense because at any time we need to be ready to be able to respond to if a saber-toothed tiger is coming by and is going to flee and, you know, come after us. And so we were instilled in this, I have to be on the defense I need to be aware of what's going on. I need to be sharp. I need to be in this. That way I can always be ready for it if there's going to be an attack because we're in survival mode. And so that's what was ingrained within us and embodied in our genetic makeup. And so since through generation to generation, we're having our DNA passed along through our genes. That's been carried along on top of all the other traumas and the different scenarios that our lineages have carried along. So that's all coming along with us. And it just hasn't been for majority of all of our ancestors coming from this heart space. You know, so that's just kind of what we were dealt coming in this go around. And what's beautiful is we're in this space now where all this understanding and sciences are coming in showing us that when we're able to have a heart coherency and really moves into the powerhouse of the electromagnetic field that is in the heart, we're able to have more ease. Our intuition is heightened, deeper connections with others. And to go into the question of the why don't we do it, you know, one is just awareness of the truth of this. You know, I'm so grateful to see there's so much science that's coming out more and more by the day to help those who are more cerebral to be able to come down and be like, okay, cool, there's facts here, which is great. The more facts, the better, because then we can all get there faster, you know? But it's also moving into being here, and for those who can't see, I'm holding my hand at my heart, you know, like, to be, like, to live from here, there's a level of vulnerability that comes. And there's also work that has to be done, because our heart is, you know, this is where we really feel. And to feel can be really scary, you know, to feel the really goods and also to feel the not so goods when they're feeling them in the moment. Cause 
the you know the catch twenty two is that we have to feel the deepest of the of like the depths of the sadness and the griefs and all the things that we've repressed so we can get higher and higher. You know, like the, like the, and it's just this like cool. So you went back and you feel all these things that healing doesn't feel good a lot of the time you know like doing the real work it's not it's not i would never say to someone like oh it is rainbows and sunshine on the healing journey all the time it's like no it's gonna get messy it's gonna get ugly it's gonna feel it's gritty but then on the other side of it it's expansive and it's light and it's fun and it's understanding and it's you know it's this opening of heart and we're living with so many closed hearts and so it's there's a fear of doing the work or an, an understanding and also like being willing to like accept that like we're worthy of joy. Like there's a lot, and this is work that I'm continuously doing. Where am I blocking myself from receiving and living as happy as I truly want to be? Mm-hmm. Cause it's here. It's all here. And it's something that, you know, we've all been conditioned to learn. Like we're not supposed to have be like just really happy people. We're not, you know, like I'm not worthy of living the life that I want. I'm not worthy of having this joyous space. Like there's from these like societal norms. And so there's this being in the head, like, wait, that's not what I know is right. That's not what I've been taught. And so it's this journey of throwing away so many things that we've been conditioned and then letting ourselves really go into what we're feeling and hearing the truths. And I, it, can, it can be scary. I get it. But yeah, so I think that's, yeah. I'm curious like what comes up for you with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it is that sense of vulnerability and vulnerability also around with whom you take that journey or with whom you share, because mm-hmm. I'm sure that many of us have had experiences of being with being vulnerable with others who maybe either weren't ready or weren't receptive. So it's that that vulnerability and that courage to keep opening even when maybe it's not reflected back mm. in various, you know, relationships, friendships, partnerships, whatever it is, to keep doing it and not shut down. So I think that's that's for me on my journey, that's been one of my personal challenges is to keep opening even though there are times where I may come into energy or spaces or people that that is not being reflected back. And so my, uh, it's funny when, when you were talking about uh, the science and sort of, you know, the fight flight, and then there's the fight flight freeze. And what I've learned over time is, is that I actually am more of a freeze person. Mm-hmm. And so, and it was interesting because when, you know, you, I am cerebral in science, that stuff can be awesome. But when I would hear fight flight, I was like, yeah, that's, I'm not really like, I'm not, I don't necessarily want to hit or, and I don't necessarily want to run. It's usually just that sense of like, I, you know, it's like I go within and I, and I, and I shut down. And so when I heard fight, flight, freeze, it was like, oh, okay, that makes sense for me in my journey. And so I think what you're saying is awesome in terms of also everyone understanding where they are on that journey and recognizing that that may shift at times. But the more that you know about yourself on that journey and your response, then it makes the healing process um, a, a bit easier. I don't want to say easier because you're right. It's ugly. <laughs> it's it's not always fun, but at least it makes it um, understandable, perhaps. Yeah, beautiful. And it's like that. I love that level of acceptance. 
know, that's like a, such a big part of all this is just like knowing who we are. There's certain things about ourselves that we can change and we will change and are rapidly changing just in, you know, in general. We're in a place where the frequency of, of the planet is speeding up. We are all accelerated and all awakening and all evolving rapidly, whether we do anything or not. Anyone who's listening, I, I still invite you to, to do the work. <laughs> but you know, like we're in the space of like it's growing and but there's also parts of ourselves we just have to know like that's also just part of who I am this go around and I love it. You know, because we're just two female identifying here, I'm gonna say her like and I love her. I love you know, like this is a part of like I know that in those moments when I'm on the on the brink of a breakthrough I'm gonna do, I know that this, this human right now that I love so dearly, she likes to freeze. And we're going to notice it. We're going to honor it. We're going to celebrate it because now we can see that it's, all, it's the verge of a breakthrough. And I love her. I love that she does that. And I get why she does that. And that's fucking beautiful. Oh, and that's, and that's beautiful. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like, and it's so much of it's just like this love, this deep, deep love for ourselves and being able to know that and being able to like, that's how that's how I roll right now. And it'll change. One is ready to change. It's all evolving. But totally. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Oh sure. Yeah, I think that and, and that is so true. The so there's the vulnerability, there's the courage, and I love that. The the acceptance part because sometimes we we can beat up on ourselves, right? We can be, oh, why am I not? Why did I react that way? Or why did I say that? Oh, I shouldn't have done that. And and so it's not a loving response to, to a reaction that, like you're saying, right, that's, that's where I am right now. Yeah. And, like, there was someone along this journey um, shared of just bringing the most empowering question for all of it is always, what lesson is this teaching me? You know, for, for my growth, for my soul's purpose, what, what is this teaching me right now? Did I just see, like, say I reacted in a way, I just had that recently with a romantic thing, you know, romantic partners, you know, they bring up all the, it really shows you like, oh, you think you're involved? Okay, go get a relationship. Let's see. (laughs) And I was able to see where I was still really reactive rather than responsive in moments. And I continuously have had to go back to saying like, okay, well, that just showed me where I still needed to heal. I was able to see where I was still projecting things I thought were healed and allow me to go in and find there was a core wound from childhood that I thought I had resolved that I didn't. And I was bringing into this relationship and it was harming us, you know, and I had to go back and, and do that work. And so it was just like, okay, rather than being like, oh man, I'm so, I'm so involved. I should have done that. Like, why am I like, it's just always the, what is this teaching me? Like for, for my growth, what is the actual lesson here? Was it a lesson of listen to the red flags when your guides are telling you that something's not right and just keep it moving? You know, is it that, oh, this is pointing out, this is a lesson to show you that this is unresolved and you're still bringing in, you know, always in any situation, it's just cool. I haven't done wrong. I haven't done wrong. I'm learning. And what did I learn? Mm. That's, uh, one of my teachers is uh, Grandmother Moonwalker of the Apache tribe. And I appreciate when I met her this summer at a indigenous gathering, it was the most, you could just like hear the sigh of relief across the entire group of us that were all there where she was just like, listen, and when you mess up, because you will, we're all just silly humans that, that don't know much. Like you're going to mess up over and over again. When you mess up, just simply look up and say, please forgive me for I'm a child. I know what I, what I do. 
I promise to do better next time. And you're forgiven. Keep it going. Don't hold on to it. Don't hold a grudge on yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Just realize like you're still learning and please forgive me. I'm a child. I know not what I do. I'll do better next time. And then just really do your very best to truly do better next time. It's mm-hmm. like you're forgiven. The only thing, the only person that needs to actually like forgive you is you. Like we're always forgiven. Like that's fine. We hold on to the grudges and we hold on to the things of, you know, the, the weight. Yeah. She said that. I was like, oh, that feels good. <laughs> that's interesting because I think, so that's the individual acceptance. And I know we, we said we were going to talk a little bit about collective. And when I hear you say that, it's, it's interesting. Do, how do we respond to um, all of us silly humans? How do we respond to one another when someone makes a quote mistake? I'm doing air quotes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's continuously changing because we have every single person is having their paradigm and their beliefs and their, you know, what is right, what is wrong, what is truth. That's all creating the collective understanding. And so as different people are tuning and changing theirs, the collective is also changing simultaneously. And I'm going to go back <clears throat> So like that specific question, but I have this, I was in a conversation with a student one day and she asked me, it was a very big question for me to answer. Like, it's like a worldly question. I was like, well, I can give you like my opinion on this. I can't like, I'm not going to be, I am the guru. Um, you know, but it was asking like, how, how is it that like, we can actually say that like everything's happening for like a reason and that there's nothing but like love and the, the truths of that is just, it's just like love and it's the realities and like, that we can manifest just nothing but beautiful things, is there's so many ugly things happening and there's so much bad happening in the world. And, you know, and so I really sat with it and I dialed in and, you know, it's this remembering of the collective. There's so much of like, we're seeing the collective, the reality that we're living in all together is a series of manifestations that is the collective energy. So this is everyone's personal energies and beliefs and the visions that they're holding being put into a melting pot and then being reflected back out. And so the more that we're doing our own individual work to change the ingredients that are going into the collective, we're going to be able to see a different cake, if you will, get pulled out. And so that's why it's so important that we don't say I'm ignoring and turning a complete blind eye to what's happening in the world. Kind of talking about like the news we were talking about earlier, you know, like I'm not turning a blind eye, but I am going to, work on focusing on the light that's here and what I do want to see and making you know, progress towards the truth we want to see so we can start to change the formula of what's happening in the collective. Mm. Because it's by each doing our own individual work and changing the ingredients going in and allowing that to trickle out to others, what we see as a collective in the world is going to be different over time. Hey, it's Coach Colette. What do you think of the episode so far? What are your main takeaways? Before we jump into the next segment, I have a question for you. 
What's at stake for your health if you continue living your current routine? The thing is, we get so used to doing things in the same ways. We're actually more afraid to make changes than we are to live out our worn out routines, even if they are causing us to feel ill, stressed, or overwhelmed. Can you imagine what it would be like to wake up in the morning and not have it hurt when you get out of a bed and to feel excited about your day? It is possible when you start within, and I'd like to help you to do it. You can visit my website, startwithincoaching.com, and at the top, click Start Here to schedule your complimentary activation call. We can talk about what's going on in your life right now, how you are in your health, and where you would like to be. So go to startwithincoaching.com and click Start Here to start your journey within. Yeah, I think that, and that is the challenge for those of us, well, for all of us in some ways, because we're, we're living in the present, right? And so when something uh, not great happens or when someone has an experience of something, you know, whether it's on a personal level, like a microaggression or on a larger level with, you know, something negative or even forces of nature, you know, when, when these things happen, it can be challenging to wrestle with, and, and in some ways, it is that strange thing coming back to that question of what is this here to teach me? And I think the challenge is, is that in many moments, that's not, the first, that's not the first thought that comes to mind, right? Particularly when there's some sort of a personal affront or attack, right? We're not, we're not mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, when that person said that to me, what is this here to teach me, right? That may not be the first mm-hmm. thought that comes to mind. And um, so I guess in some ways, how do we each uh, manage our own emotions uh, in, in those types of situations? Yeah, I'm so happy that this got uh, out here. Um, so there's a technique that um, I developed and teach called the bid. So when something happens, so let's use like, you know, that micro moment. If someone says something, there's a trigger that comes forth it's okay, cool. I'm going to go bid on this for a moment. Like I'm feeling some type of way. I'm going to bid. Let me go bid. Let me just bid on this situation. And so it's simple. Three steps. First is B is breathe. Really just take a moment, pause and take some breaths to allow yourself to just remove yourself from the actual situation that happened. Maybe if it feels good, like each breath, allowing yourself to almost imagine yourself like floating up a little bit and like elevating yourself from the situation so you can see it from a bird's eye view and just create the space so we feel trigger whether that's we watch a catastrophe that's happened on the tv or we're in the office and we have an exchange with someone and it gets us feeling some type of way i'm going to bid on it so we breathe we take some breaths we separate from it then we move to i we identify it point what am i feeling so it's no longer being about the externals of what's happened. Let's pull it in and get closer to the experience that we're having in this moment. So I identify. What am I feeling? Okay, I'm feeling some tension in my chest. I'm actually feeling a little bit in my belly as well. You know, like if I were to like name like maybe a color and a shape to it, like 
I don't know why, but it feels like it'd be like an orange square. Like, okay, that's interesting. Like on a scale of one to 10, how intense is the feelings? Oh, they're about like a seven. Okay. Interesting. Like that's, that's what I'm feeling. Is there, am I feeling anything else? Oh, well, I'm feeling actually a little tension and it really discovering where is it in the body? So we can say, cool, I separated and now I can, now I'm clear of what I'm experiencing. So it's not about them. It's about, because this is the opportunity to grow and it's being able to see, okay, they were, this was a, a, a teaching, you know, okay, this is what I'm feeling. And then we get to move to D, discovery. Why am I feeling this? Okay, so let me see, like I was, when that comment was said, I was triggered and it brought this tension and it brought these things and it made me feel very uncomfortable. Why? What was it about it? Was it, be, where did, you know, did it hit a insecurity of mine? Did it make me think of something that happened when I was a kid? Was it an actual, you know, something about this person? Like, and then we can actually then take it a little bit more. It's almost like bringing it to the, listening to the heart and being able to use the mind so rather than running right into the mind, it's a soup. Let me step back, get into the heart, get into my body, feel, and then be able to take the the actual facts of my body and my emotions are giving me, and then be able to discover what that actually means for me. Oh, I was feeling that because wow, like now that I can just like notice, like when they said that, it's actually just touched on a point that like I've been insecure that I haven't been able to like do that the way that I really wanted to do. And maybe they actually had no idea that that's, you know, that that would trigger that because they don't know that about me. Oh, well, okay. I can see that wasn't, you know, like that's, that's mine. It's just, that's an insecurity of mine or, you know, like, Whoa, actually made me now that I think about it, just a little bit deeper. Like that really makes me think about that thing when I was like 11. And like, it's just like, it's really just like a resemblance of that because so much of the way that we operate in the world is from the things that occurred from zero to seven years old with a little buffer to 11. So as we're starting to bring our unconscious actions and our responses to the conscious, we're then able to say, oh, I'm just going to rewire and reprogram this because I didn't realize it, but I've been operating as my eight-year-old Kelly. Or like, oh, whoa, that was totally just, you know, seven-year-old Kelly who just came out when she was teased by her sister and all her friends. You know, like little things like that. So we can start to breathe, to separate from it, identify the truth of what's happening, and then discover why my why are those feelings in my body happening. Mm-hmm. And that can help us to really kind of move through it with, a, with more mindfulness and really be responsive rather than reactive and just saying, oh, they made me, they made me feel this way and that's not okay and they're wrong. Because as soon as we point blame at other people, our ego is getting in the way and our ego is, is it's not fun. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great healing process. And I love there the, the, the gauge on the zero to 10 reminded me a lot of what we do in EFT to get a sense of the feeling. And, and I think that, yeah, that's an, that's an amazing process. Thank you for sharing that from the perspective of healing when we are triggered in situations. Mm. And I think it is interesting because I feel like we do each of us individually have that responsibility to do, you know, own our own healing. And then I think, unfortunately, we're also living in a space where there are people that are 
feeding into the opposite, right? That are actually, you know, pushing buttons or trying to cause um, triggerings or aiming to have people stay in their fear-based mentality as opposed to evolving into a uh, more loving space. And so I think it, it it's this dance, right, that we're, that we're dancing between our individual healing and getting to create more spaces for collective hearing. Healing, sorry, not hearing, but healing. Yeah, totally. It's, um, I do think it's some of it as like tricksters, <clears throat> you know, or like it's that like, okay, and it can go either way. Things that look like really bad can actually be really good. And things that can look really good can be like, you know, really not serving. That's just like the beauty of what we call it the trickster and certain Native American practices, you know, like us being able to see in this time of there are button pushers. <clears throat> there are ultimate triggers. Like, you know, it's so rarely, especially in podcasts, to see it come up. But like with like Trump, you know, like I look at him as like he's been the ultimate trigger. He's been an ultimate trigger for us to see what needs to change. Has it been has it been enjoyable for a lot of us? No. Is it insane how much work we're gonna have to do to recover and move forward from this? Yeah. But he woke us up on a lot of stuff, you know, and it's like, how can I find gratitude even in that? You mm-hmm. know, and being able to see like, okay, people are now more aware of who we actually put in an office. He's lowered the the standard. Like we can get anyone in there now. Like now anyone's like, Oh, I can go in there, I can run for president. Like, that's great. You know, it's just, and it's also brought the space of, like, we're all in this together. We got to do this. We got to do something about it. You know, so being able to see that. But there's tons of people where, and is their intention wake up and say, I'm going to keep society in a fear-based mentality? Maybe. I don't, I don't know that. I don't, I don't really circle in those, in those circles. So I don't know. A lot of it just comes down to it's selfish. You know, it's the self-serving behaviors of not thinking of others and realizing the power of love. They're running off of the drive for ego, for power, and for money. You know, and so, and with those selfishness, it just comes with not a, a blinders to the heart and the care of all. And that's just, that is fear-based living. Is There's not enough for everyone. There's that scarcity mindset. There's that, you know, like, I have to just do things by the books. This is how it's always been done. I need more. I need more. I need more. No one else exists beyond myself and my one inner circle. So is it intentional or is it subconscious? I'm, I don't know. Until someone tells us, like, just so y'all know, this is how I've been living. This is what I've been up to. I don't know. But, yeah, I totally agree that there's, you know, that duality. It's just it's more and more of us being able to have conversations like this, of being able to say, like, cool, what did that, you know, like, unfortunate event or that person who is, like, just the, op- the opposite of what we truly want? What, what are they able to shine light on? How have they actually helped us? And finding gratitude in everything. You know, being like, cool, this is going to be a trigger. This, this has caused healing. This has caused awareness. And, like, awareness is the first step of for all change. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, yeah, it's, I'm glad you brought that up because there's always that space. Like, there's times where I'm just like, really, y'all? Like, it's, it's easy. Just love. Let's just love one another. Like, like be easy, you know? Like, shake them but (laughs) yeah yeah i think it i mean it's 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 easy when when we discuss it i guess in the abstract right Mm. and 
and sometimes not so easy when we are in that moment. And I think what I love about the process that you shared is that 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 first time that someone tries that or tries breathing or tries any kind of technique, it, it may not be in that right moment, right? Like in that, this is happening and I'm doing this now, right? It might be that it may be a, a minute, an hour, a month, whatever later when you can get into that space to do that. Um, but the, the, the value is in actually doing it and, and starting to create that practice because once you start that practice, then it becomes easier to do it closer to those moments of trigger, right? You know, even for myself, there are times where I re- I still react. I say something or I feel something and it triggers me and then I can look back and be like, oh, right, that's what this is connected to. This is reminding me of X, Y, and Z. Um, but it doesn't mean that in the moment, everything is going to be perfect and that my response is always going to be perfect. It's then my responsibility, though, to own, own that, own that, my part of that interaction as well. Totally. That's, uh, that's so fresh of this week of having that, you know, of like realizing just reflections of where was I reactive rather than responsive and having that integrity and like that courage to be able to like go into those spaces and be like, listen, like my bad, like I'm aware that was me. That was, that was my stuff that came up and like, I'm aware, you know? And like, it's always, it's like, it's like, so like, it's like a sour patch kid. Like it's like, it's super like sour when like they're able to like respond and be like, mm-hmm, I know, but like, it's so sweet. Cause it's just like, I still love you. I'm here, but like, yeah. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to take on your stuff. And pretend that it's mine and take fault. Like it's, it was all you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm glad you're able to see it. Now let's move on. You know, like it's when we can. We're doing the work when we can as often as we can. That's like when we were um, teaching an emotional intelligence um, workshop and we brought in the bid technique at the United Nations last November. And we're talking about this technique in of itself and taking time and there was one man from the Philippines where he was like, you know, like we're in these conversations and stuff like, I don't have time to stop and like go on a discovery thing right in that moment. He's like, I like very similar to what you're saying. Like, I love the idea of breathing and identifying it, but like this discovery, I can't really do right there. And said, just make a note for yourself, a mental note of cool. Let me go back to it and then do it when you can, you know, and being able to see that and being able to reflect on it because it's always a constant dance. We're always growing and evolving and healing and things. And like when we thought things were healed, they might come back up, you know? And so it's just this constant going through like, Oh, this is back again. Cool. I'm going to go sit with that. The important thing is being in, in integrity with ourselves because the most important relationship we ever have is with ourselves and staying in integrity with what we tell ourselves we're going to do really doing it. And giving ourselves the space to actually hear ourselves and do the work. Because it's just the more we're able to enhance that, the more we're able to be in healthier relationship with others mm-hmm. and be able to be in that hurt space and be able to say, oh, whoa, like I can authentically speak in this conversation with someone. Like, you know, like I have to say, like, you know, I'm, something's coming up right now. I just need a moment like, to just like, process this and actually be able to be with it so I can continue to stay fully present. Mm-hmm. And that's starting to be okay and like eliminating that fear of, you know, sharing ourselves as an emotional being 
thing as well. You know, where we wear these masks of like, oh, I'm good. Everything's fine. Like, oh, let's blaze through. Rather than saying, being vulnerable and saying, hey, like, you know, whatever, I'm not exactly sure what it was. It just happened to be like, I'm feeling something right now. And like, since we're, we have a little bit of time, like, I'm just going to take a moment and just like kind of process that so I can be, continue to be really present. And that is one, not only creating more trust and vulnerability amongst the relationship, but then it's also allowing, you're like, we are being leaders in a way of showing that there's another way to do the, these interactions, whether it's in business, whether it's in a personal relationship or with ourselves. Whoa, something's coming up. I need to give myself a minute. Whoa, something's coming up. I need you to give me a minute. Hey, team, something's coming up. Let's continue this, but we're going to, like, I would love to unpack this again. You know, right. Us, yeah. Mm, yeah, that's great. So whether it's individual, whether it's sort of a one-on-one or even in a group that we can all, we can all take a minute. Yeah, permission to pause granted, y'all. Like, if you needed it from an outside person for a moment, a permission to pause is granted. Like, it's so powerful. Yeah, the power of the pause. Amazing. So, so connected in some ways to what we're talking about, I've been asking all of my guests to share what does start within mean to you? Yeah. Yeah. So this journey for myself has all been, you know, it really was starting within. And looking back at who I was a decade ago, which is funny that my birthday is tomorrow and I start a new decade tomorrow. So it's pretty money. It's a, it's a perfect time for us to be having this conversation, that question. And you know, I was, I would point outward a lot and point a lot of blame at people. And I was really unhappy with a lot of who I was in, in the ways I'd been on the weight loss journey for a bit now. So I was starting to feel more vivacious, but I was still so in my head. And it wasn't until I really started to do this work and tune in and see how much power I have to change my life and the power to change and realize how magical I am and how magical we all are, you know, and that like every time I want to change something and I want to create something in the world, it all starts with it. That is taking care of honoring my body. It's also then also doing the work of staying in my body and creating using my imagination and working with the knowings of how we are as vibrations, continuing to study that and raise it and create the life that I truly love living you know it's literally it's this whole process is our inner journey because what we see outside of us is just a reflection of our inner world so like to me start within is literally that's the seed for our manifestations and for living our best lives it's truly it's it's all within everything is within so i love this question oh that's amazing that that felt that felt yummy on the inside when you said that that's amazing and the seed and just thinking of having something blossom and grow and the fact that we nurture it right you know so when you get like a a a little bulb or something when you're going to plant right it's nurturing it or if you get a a baby or an animal like you know puppy or whatever it's like how do we nurture that growth um, from the inside out Lovely. 
Ooh, that was yummy. Awesome. So, so we've shared a lot today and, and I'm really ex- thankful for this conversation. How, how can our listeners learn more about you and the work that you're doing? Yeah. So you can find me uh, on Instagram at I am Kelly Keefe. Um, through there, I'm posting daily of different insights and art and this and that and links to all of my things you can find through there. Uh, you can find Rise Above Fear onto Amazon. Um, inexpensive buy, you can buy right there. And then you can also go to the HeartSpace website. Um, it's heartspace.co. Um, and from there, there's also some free resources that you can download. Um, you can also contact me there, and there's a plethora of resources to learn more about our vibrational uh, vibrational selves. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Vibration. That's It's interesting when you do tap into it and you can feel it, but it takes that sort of really getting still in a way. It's kind of funny because we're all vibrating, but it's almost, at least for me, I feel like it's when I'm most still that I actually can sometimes feel that vibration. The pause. It brings us right back to the power of the pause. I woke up this morning and I could feel like I'm about to be moving a lot. I've been zipping and zapping. I was like, pausing needs to happen today. Permission to pause granted. Dial in. What is happening? Totally. I love that. Awesome. Well, I'm glad that we didn't pause and that we did have this conversation today. So thank you for sharing your vibration and energy with us. It was lovely. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a joy to do, and I'm looking forward to meeting your community. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And so that is all that we have for today's episode of Coach Chat. And feel free to pause and reflect on this episode before you jump back into your regular routine. And that's all for now. Until next time, this is Coach Colette helping you to start within to finish strong.